Welcome back to Witty Banter, episode number 167, or the one that I like to call Everything Back in Its Right Place. Oh, you know I mean? damn! Wow. Boom! Radiohead illusion? Yeah, Jesus! Yeah. Oh, man, that was a thick one for you. Uh, today, <laughs> I am your host, Max Scott, coming off of a little bit of a sickness, so pardon me if I've sounded a little extra mumbly or, oh, okay. you know, muty. So. But with me today, two excellent-sounding gentlemen. One with me, the voice of an angel, Mr. Hunter Dorsett. How are you? Hello. That's oh my beautiful. God. That, that was great. That was blissful. That was amazing. You didn't auto-tune that? That's wild. Oh, man. And then we got the studly, pantsless chase. Always. Anytime I walk, like my front door is a finish line for taking off all my clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Would it's it just be pandering if we called you Meat Muffin? I don't know. <laughs> pandering is the right word that I would say. But I think it's perfectly acceptable, Meat Muffin. And thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we're all much. back together. You know, another classic episode of Witty Banter. How are we doing today, gentlemen? How are our weeks, Hunter? How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Starting off the holiday weekend with a short little four-day week. That's cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah, about the know. fact that you normies all got to celebrate. Yeah, and those, those Monday no, to Wednesday, no, 8 to 5. the normies. I'm on, a, yeah, that's I'm true, on my yeah. fifth week <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, vacation, right. dude. Let's, what are you let's make it about? clear. Every of Everyone in this group, mm-hmm. I am the suits. Of yeah, the absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's well, you know. that's I've been saying it. It sounds kind of weird because it's really saying the same thing. But the best part for me about the three-day weekend is the four-day week. Not yeah, not the really. three day week. Three day weekend's pretty cool, but then when you start the weekend, you're like, "Oh my god!" It's I'm like already halfway there, halfway done. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, no, that's got to be pretty. It's insane. a pretty special feeling. Oh man, Chase, how are you? I've been noticing recently that you've been playing a lot of Dark Souls. Man, what's the deal with that? Yeah, you know, we talked about going through New Game Plus with yeah. the whiskeys, and uh-huh. I'm basically New Game Plus in Dark Souls as well. I'm Yo. just like, dude, I'm under its spell again. Like, I play that game, and just like it was four years ago, five years ago at this point, I just slip into it and can just go, you know? Yeah. like I'm. It's like solving a Rubik's Cube again, where it's like, you know what, you're, you know what the patterns are, you're just having fun doing it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's a great way to save money. Like, there's tons of yeah, awesome why games. Why buy a new out? game? I know how good this one is already. I'll just play it again. <laughs> why risk it? You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. a smart idea. I've been really juiced and jazzed up about Dark Souls again. Like, to the point where, like, I'll just be in the living room and I'll just look at Darian and just be, like, nodding and just, dude, Dark Souls. And yeah. she's like, I love you. And you're like, Dark just, Souls. <laughs> I know, I heard, but Dark Souls. So oh, that's been man. pretty good, but I do want to say I went to an organ concert here in Balboa Park. We've got like this 100-year-old organ that apparently is world-renowned by oh, the organists. Awesome. Wow, good. okay. And they did a, a bunch of Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd covers for or for that Labor Day. Awesome. Awesome. That's surprisingly pretty very tight. Yeah. It was pretty sweet, dude. There was a lot of old people there who were rocking out. There you it go. Sounds like a cool mix of like goth and metal. Yeah. It was rad. I had a really good time. But then to even out sort of the highs that I'm feeling there, I got a new laptop, and the laptop's sick, and everything's been going really well in terms of like backing up my old computer. But now I'm at a, a crossroad where like I can't get this laptop to restore from like my backup image of my PC because of this like error that HP claims is unfixable. And I'm like, well, oh, fucking no. sweet. Here we go. 
So you got to start are. fresh. It's forcing you. It's, it's okay, man. It's symbolic. Man. What, is, what does that mean? What are you losing, actually? I'm trying to make it so that when I turn this laptop on, it's as if I just turned on my old PC instead of having to like start from scratch. Like, yeah. like the same that's the transfer blocking. everything everything over so it's a seamless process yeah yeah man that's always a pain like <laughs> on my phone when i got this newest phone i put the sim card in like i normally do and normally all your contacts just go with it mm-hmm. and at this point i've accrued all the contacts from since i've been 14 years old which means there's way too fucking many people way in too, there yeah awful so this 90% time just get them out of there right and then this time like the sim, when I put the SIM card in, none of the contacts went through. And I was like, what an excellent opportunity for me to pick out like the only people I call. Right. So yeah. I went through at my old phone. I had my old phone in my other hand and I have a new phone in there. And I like put all the contacts of all the people that I like. Right. You, you manually. Entered yeah. The I looked phone at him and I was like, OK, this is over here. Let me put that in. Right. It was a horrible <laughs> process. Right. And there was like 30 people. You right. Outsource that. Which is somebody. good. 30 like is high. And I was like, sweet. And then I turned my phone back on the next day. And then all the old contacts carried Synced? over again <laughs> so now i have those yeah, old contacts duplicates. and duplicates of all those people oh, that i put through double. so yeah. you just as manual to delete that shit yeah i know and it's double i haven't done it yet whammy. and i'm like this is horrible but every time i'm like scrolling down four times <laughs> trying to find you know like mom the in there and, you know, i'm looking at him i got six moms in here i don't even know which one i'm supposed to call <laughs> it's outrageous so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Being sick in this horrible phone problem. Good. So, so we're all fucking frazzled. Perfect. Yeah. yeah perfect. Yeah. I'm a little frazzled from uh, playing more DBFZ, and I just got into Demon Rank. Oh, Dude, Demon like Rank is a gate. Or 500,000 battle points. Dude. Yeah. But man, that's a, like, that's a gate. Keeping it and extending into it has been difficult because it's the new, next tier of players. Yep. And oh, I'm yeah, not playing dude. any noobs anymore. Like every challenge, I'm just like... Okay, what is this guy gonna be good at? You know, yeah. like they're all good at different shit. So I've been a little frazzled. Yeah, uh, you gotta last, keep your composure. Man. I've been I've been continuing to play. Right, I'm trying to get in the lab a little bit. There you go. Work on Dude, my block strings. Same old know. same old team. You didn't have to change anything with the update. I, same old team. I don't really want to pick up something new. I'm feeling. Don't fix what's not broken. Yeah, man. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> just gotta improve what's there. Well, that's cool, man. That's all. well. Speaking of that. It's funny, I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, Sonic Fox's, his furry image got put into that new Ninja something, I can't remember the name of it, but some indie game like got his image and you can now yeah. play as his Fox character in this sort of like ninja wow. fighting game, which is pretty cool. I wish I knew the name I off the top of my head, it would like make it more sponsored money or something from that. No, I mean, it's just an indie game that like probably asked him and he was like, yeah, uh, tight. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, so we're all a little bit frazzled. That's okay though, because you know what I do when I get a little frazzled? I like to calm down ease it up a bit. I like to drink a little bit of alcohol. All right? Solve all your problems. Yeah, sedative. If yeah. that's anything that we promote here is that alcohol solves your problems for sure. <laughs> um, so I mean, I we're 167 episodes of proof of that. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're still here with all of our problems and wondering what's going on. But, um, we're, but we're calm. But you brought us an awesome, rowdy-looking beer over here. So I kind of want you to take the helm over here, Hunter. Explain what we'll be drinking today. Okay, Chase. We are uh, paying homage to San Diego with the Stone Breweries. There you go. Woot Stout. <laughs> cool. And that's Woot W zero zero T. All right. speak. On the front of it is a gargoyle with lightning striking something that's in his hand. I think it's this beer. And it goes <laughs> Woot like a Batman kablam oh, right, right next to it. And then below him are like a bunch of like devils and like skulls and stuff just like you in know, his wake. overall cool stuff yeah what's um, the name for that what's the name for like a kablam 
Uh, like an onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia, yeah. Tell you. Um, the back of this, this is some sort of like special edition, like once a year reserve shit. Um, and so they have like two paragraphs worth of shit. I'm not reading all of it. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'm going to read is, um, I think it's like this like compilation between Drew Curtis, Will Wheaton and Greg Koch. And, um, it's called the Stone Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. A mind-blowing amalgamation of flavors. So, wow. that's all. That's all we really need. Um, so it's a wheat stout, you said. Yeah, it's pretty that dark. Should be interesting. It's pretty dark, pretty thick upon the pour. Eleven point five percent alcohol by volume. Oh boy! So this is a hitter. This is a heavy this is, hitter. Yeah. This looks pretty that's good. Pretty brutal. Um, I just took a sip of it. It's pretty thick. It's pretty creamy. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Is, it, is it syrupy at all? Because that's always my biggest worry about you know beers what? just like that. It is kind of syrupy right now. Yeah. But it says on the side to be best enjoyed at like cellar temp. So maybe once it warms up. Yeah. This you know, is like well, classic. Is, I think cellar temp would actually be cooler, right? Because cellars are usually. Then it is syrupy. That's the end of the story. I though. don't know. Yeah, I think 55 degrees. But this is like refrigerator cold, I think though. It's, so. I think it's okay. good. Um, yeah. the, this is like classic if we would go to the barbecue. This is classic what they would call barley wine. It's kind of like how I feel, right? Like, yeah, it's just it. fucking alcoholic and robust, right. and it's real all up in your face. Yeah. So, Chase, sure. what are you rocking? Yeah, Chase, what's all up in your face right now? <laughs> okay, going right down into my mouth is the Cardew Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, aged 12 years. Uh, it's one of the whiskeys that we haven't drank a whole lot. I think I have drank this one before on the show um, but yeah, it's a scotch whiskey since it's a 12 year, I anticipate it to be just like maybe a little bit harsher than some of the other ones, maybe more harsher than the last, um, single malt American whiskey that I had. But honestly, on first taste, it's not smoky at all. Um, there's already signs of sweetness and there's a tremendous amount of like wood flavoring from like the cask. Like, I feel like, I feel like the cask they used was brand new. Um, and like, I can really taste the flavor from that. Uh, from like the wood there, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Nice, yeah. yeah. I like it. Sounds nice, good. man. Going back down that old slippery slope. Yeah. New Game Plus style. Second uh, boss. Yeah, right. Well, we got some things to discuss today, guys. A little bit of a news topic, you know, a little bit of a, some insider information as well. And then we'll <laughs> also be doing that. a game that as well. Me in trouble, oh, whoops. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> I don't I mean, know how that works. I I'm sorry. Some <laughs> advice and tips. Uh, okay. So without further ado, this is Witty Banter. I feel like, um, what's his name? Elon Musk, when he made that tweet. And they were like, yeah, you definitely can't say that. And he was like, it was a tweet. And he's like, yeah, that completely. It's is- not real. Yeah, that's, uh- <laughs> yeah, that's not real. <laughs> no, that's public speech. Yeah. He basically walked into a park and yelled that. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So something that I just wanted to bring up real quick was I noticed um, that as well as Apple, Amazon has finally like hit the point of having one trillion dollars in value. Yeah, the market uh, cap. Yeah, as far as the market cap goes. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday, I believe, that it went over one trillion for like the middle of the day. It ended up going like right back down under it by the end of it. So I think right. currently it's not over a trillion. But it does obviously show quite a bit of a landmark as far as what the company Amazon is. Uh, I thought it was pretty insane. Obviously I always knew that um, Jeff Bezos was like, you know, there's a lot of memes about him where like if you breathe he makes like 
forty thousand yeah. dollars or something pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of was reading a little bit more into it and what it kind of meant uh, for the company, and also just wanted to kind of bring up some of the <laughs> how much money that is in the global scheme of yeah. the world, which I thought was pretty interesting as well. Uh, but before we get there, it's be sad. I saw on here <laughs> that uh, Amazon actually gets like on average for every dollar that's spent on the internet uh-huh. through uh, United States e-commerce, mm-hmm. forty nine cents of that goes to or through Amazon, Jeez. which is Holy fucking insane. Shit. Half of the Traffic. amount, of, half of the things that are bought <laughs> yeah. on the biggest untangible thing that is the internet yeah. go through Amazon. It's crazy how much that. consolidation that is. Well, it's yeah, it's wild what? because when it was physical with stores like Walmart, the documentaries about saving small town business and all of those effects were so visible and easy that I feel like the basically what's happening what happened then is just happening all over again but to an even greater and quicker degree but since it's online and virtual we almost don't have that like yeah for real point of reference it's it's really yeah dude it's really preposterous um and then yeah also just to think about the fact that these people were selling like literally just books like 20 years ago online bookstore 20 years ago man and that's it right and that's kind of what's characterized the company is they would just try things and fail all the time. It was what only until recently that they actually even started making a profit because uh, they were just always trying to figure out what was going to work. They yeah. definitely had a long wind of, of losses and stuff, but they definitely just kind of threw money at things until it kind of worked, which yeah. is an awesome concept. That's cool. We figure things out that <laughs> way. It's an as awesome a team, concept, right? Um, but then I also wanted to just compare the idea of what $1 trillion is in the world. Um, so technically speaking, it would make it the 30th, uh, richest country in the world if Amazon was a country. So that's, that's GDP, pretty cool. Yeah. Right? So the GDP would be greater than countries like, let's say, Ireland. Yeah. Um, let's say, <laughs> Poland. Okay. Let's say, Portugal. Finland. Portugal. All of these countries are technically smaller in net worth than the company of Amazon, which to me is pretty crazy. Yeah. But I think the also most important part about this, I think compared to Apple, while Apple is huge and it will remain to be huge, there's mm. something that's more like all encompassing about Amazon to me and like ever reaching. Like, I feel like there's literally no where this company could really stop as far as getting bigger. Like I see that this care, like this, I wouldn't be surprised if in 10 years they hit 2 trillion or something. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a race to world domination between freaking Amazon and Google, man. Cause like they, they literally have, yeah, they've made a name for themselves as like, Oh, what is that? Huge, uh, five hundred billion dollar industry. We want to get in that, you know. Yeah, like we'll buy it. Pharmaceuticals, freaking uh, Whole Foods and grocery Ugh, stores, and man. And it's weird because, like, you know, obviously that sounds like a bad thing, but at the same time, I have an Amazon Prime membership. Yeah. And there's a 365 right next to my house, which is like the Whole Foods name brand. Hmm. And when I oh, go right. there, and I show them that I have an Amazon Prime membership, I get ten percent off my entire fucking purchase. <laughs> It's pretty That's rad. A lot they do. Well, they do a lot of that. Get cheaper groceries there yeah. than anywhere else. And I'm like, they do a lot wild. of consumer friendly stuff. It wasn't until actually recently they discontinued this program. But if you pre-ordered video games on there, they would give you like a fifteen dollar discount because they're like, yeah, we'll eat this cost because we make it back and all the other stuff that we're in. You know, so like they, yeah, I, I. I do kind of have like a tiny bit of trust that if they're going to put their toe in something, they might make it better, you know, like, yeah, that is true. They seem a little bit more philanthropic or however you say that philanthropic, philanthropic. Yeah. Yeah, Right. They have the potential more of that. And that's actually funny that you bring up alphabet or Google because honestly on there, I said it was um, 
because it's like right now Apple's number one. As far Amazon as market cap, is yeah. right before it or right after it. Mm-hmm. Then actually Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft third. and Apple, right? Yeah, but then right after uh, Microsoft is going to be Google, which is crazy because I thought that Google was like the company that was just it was in the room right now. Like yeah, Google heard I, me just say that and is now sending men to I my think it's, house. I think their business is a little less like there's less just obvious profit on the table for them to take. Like I think it's a lot more it's of harder like, to monetize. Yeah, for them. yeah. I guess that's because true. they give so much stuff for free. Like I was thinking about it today, like the uh, Google Drive, like suite of yeah. document creation and stuff like has been a part of my life since school and it's free and it's and it fucking rocks, dude. <laughs> that is like, true. What's the end game there? You know? And then it's like, oh, it's Why full. That's OK. To me? Just make another one. That's OK. Yeah, dude. They're free. Go back into the room and pick another one out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is true. Because like, really, when I think about it, it's hard for me to identify exactly like what money I've given to Google. Yeah, right. When What's I could easily, I could write you a note on how what I've spent on Amazon this last right. year. It's got to go to my account. And the right. thing that's been really interesting about Amazon was that their web services thing has really been a huge boon for their business. Oh, AWS. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, their cloud service computing and stuff like that. Which is I, crazy because they weren't like first to market or anything. I mean, there's oh all no. sorts of fucking yeah. cloud computing services. But, but that's the other that? thing is, it's, so it's uh, basically they offer like uh, cloud servers to companies. I actually used AWS um, at Sony. And so basically with them, you could you could purchase a solution that would be like, okay, when the server comes under increased load, it will automatically spin up new instances of servers and we'll you know, use these new ones. And then when it starts to pare down, it'll automatically pare down. There's a whole bunch of shit you can do with them. Um, but it's basically cloud computing. They're like offering you access to uh, servers that exist uh, in the cloud. Yeah. Cool. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Ability to store and process data, not using your own shit. Exactly. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so yeah, a trillion dollars, obviously this Jeff Bezos guy is pretty rich for sure. But this also brought up another concept that I just wanted to spitball real quick. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to ask you dudes, is there any personal milestone that you have for yourself as far as financial oh God, security? I almost like don't want to hear Hunter's because I know he's going to hit it. Well, well <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> we all look, don't show the fact that he's a millionaire. All right. I know. Gotcha. No. So I don't know, man. So growing up, you know, like. It doesn't have to be like a number. I just mean like anything to symbolize it. Yeah, something that yeah, yeah something can that be like, like a metaphor that like, like something you know is the epitome that off. you made it. Right. Um, I think if if it was something like a symbol like that, I think if I had a home and then also like a vacation home, I'd be pretty stoked. That'd be pretty wild. Um, That's pretty high. I know that like my dad does real estate right now, so like he'll buy houses and then make them nice and either rent them out or flip them. Right. And I'm like, that's just cool. Like. Just to have an inventory of houses that you own. It's such a yeah, I almost baller. think, almost think the symbol is like you have your main job and then a side business, or you own and franchise other shit. You know, like yeah, you're kind of you've gotten to the point where your own career, you kind of have it down, and you're just you have the free time to like, you know, continue to learn in other directions until you're at the point where you're like, yeah, I also run this coffee shop, you know? And yeah. Then, yeah, that would be Because, so like, sad. wealth, like, when you have wealth, it makes it easier to accrue more wealth. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, you get this snowballing effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's so hard for people to ever get started because it's so hard for people to get out of debt because of college and 
mortgages right. and all sorts of crazy stuff. So yeah, that's a milestone can, in itself. Yeah, if you can start net positive at an earlier age, you have such a better chance, you know. So yeah, it's pretty wild. But, but that's yeah. probably mine. I I mean I think just uh, like being able to like afford whatever you know like my kid needs if I have like if and when I have kids like college and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think just having the absolute freedom to never really have to have anxiety because of the price tag, you know? Yeah. Just where where the decisions to purchase even reasonable everyday luxuries are not an issue, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's not even like you do them irresponsibly. You know, you you uh, you even understand maybe the own li- limit the your own limitations on the wealth you have acquired, but you're still able to really, you know, just you have that freedom. Yeah, and I think that that's not super high for us because I think that we're all fairly modest in how we like make purchases. I don't think any of us have that expensive of taste in any egregious way of any right. kind. So Yet. honestly, yeah, yeah. once I get the taste, <laughs> we'll see. Once I'm I done always, with all I mean, this I normal mediocre life, the more money you make, the more money you spend, man. That is what I hear. You'd well, be surprised, I think. But. Which, yeah, which is why I feel like the second where I'm at so much money to where I've like paid off all the things that I need to do. Yeah. You know, like I need to pay off my school loans for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, any other debts that I have, maybe put some off. Make sure I have a strong security going as far as savings and stuff goes. But the second I'm able, I think, to buy like the night, like a nice fancy fucking Guitar? espresso machine oh, oh god right. that's put that bad boy too, in my dude. fucking house yeah man like don't like wait like in john wick too right when he's bringing that guy in he's you about know. to have his fucking spoilers house gets blown up right but he brings that guy in and he's like can i make you some coffee and he like goes over to that fucking boss ass cappuccino yeah. machine mm-hmm. and just pulls that dude up a double espresso it looks foamy and creamy on top it looks delicious it looks like the, the perfect pull right yeah this pours it up for him, man. That's fucking sweet. Yeah, Darren and I have talked about investing in a espresso machine that would basically be like a family heirloom. Like it would, it would be such an investment and be needed to be taken care of to such a degree, but could yeah. last for so long that it's like I'm giving this to my kid, and like you have to fucking take care of this thing. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think that's kind of yeah, that's that's the pinnacle for me as far nice. as like something as tangible as that. And I will let you guys know when I make that purchase, and you guys can be like, "Well, that's great. Perfect. I'm glad you made it, Max." <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's awesome. Top. Yeah, you're there. Oh man, I had a friend who was like obsessed about getting a boat. Like whenever, whenever you got a boat, he's like, I, I'm going to get a boat and then I'm there. And then I just made it and I don't need anything else. A boat I'm could like, be anything though. I mean, he could, you know, be like, Hey, come meet me out he here and like see my a boat. Nice, a nice, you know, 20 to 25 foot boat. That's a fucking, that's a big boat. Yeah. He wants to be a, good want a size tiny boat. boat. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, want a pontoon a boat. Tiny boat. Oh man. Yeah. A boat's pushing it for me, but <laughs> still I'll get that espresso machine first and then we'll work on that boat. Maybe. There you go. Um, but let's say we're all in some dreamland become financially stable and secure. Yeah. As adults, we need to make (laughs) sure that we understand. (laughs) We need to make sure that we understand, uh, you know, what's important about having money. I think that's investments and how Mm -hmm. that kind of works. And that's why I wanted to pull it over you, Hunter, because you said that you might have just some advice. Not insider trading. No insider trading because that's illegal. (laughs) I'm also not uh, an accredited financial advisor, so I just say that out front. In my crypto diesel videos, I always have to say I am not a financial advisor. Nope. But uh, yeah, I just thought it would be interesting. You know, it's nice that our our ideas kind of played into each other. I've wanted to talk to you guys about just very simple basics about investing because I don't really know how many how much people actually know about it on a sort of average joe level 
Right. Not that you guys are necessarily average Joes, but I just don't imagine that you've spent a whole lot of time delving into specifics about investing. So uh, No, not really I'm myself. I'm curious about what you guys do know, though. I mean, am I starting? Would you say that you're starting at ground zero if I start talking about stuff? Yeah, because I would just probably hand somebody money and yeah. then come back and check. And be like, in a lot of ways, it's what you do and some stuff. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. What about you, Chase? I'd guess maybe just like a one step above that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the main the main things that whenever you're going to do investing, Mm -hmm. and you always hear the term diversified portfolio. Diversify your bonds. Yeah. Diversify your bonds. (laughs) Um. The, like, the reason why that's actually a relevant statement, and it's not just like a snooty, <laughs> smart-ass thing to say, is um, because you make money when you take risks. Like Chase said, when you have more money, the reason why it's easier to make more money is because you can take bigger li- risks and not actually collapse due yeah. to the risk that you're undertaking, right? Higher risk, higher reward. So... When you're investing, you basically just need to have sort of like a stratified, you know, a proportional amount of risk that you're undertaking with different investments. But like what I think is always really important, and this is kind of like what, you know, I talked to my dad whenever I first started thinking about like just getting outside of the bank, right? Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I, you know, I have money in the bank. Like, what do I do now? Right. And he, and he convinced me, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's good words of wisdom, which is just set up a nest egg for yourself a, uh, or a, uh, the, the fallback net of money or whatever that you want to put in your bank. And um, what, what I sort of calculated as is like, whatever is just going to let you survive the way that you live right now for like six to 12 months, go ahead and just save up that much and put it in your savings. Have that always available for you. Yeah. That way, if you fall back, you're not doing anything. If you just want to become a slob for a year, you can just do Who that. Who doesn't want that? I, you are literally describing exactly where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> like when, it, when it comes to investing, all I really have had the opportunity to invest in is my own savings account, and it fucking helps. Because yeah, right. I literally have 10 months to a year to be unemployed, which I wouldn't want to be, but that's my net right now. Right, that's, right. That's what it's fucking there for. sweet. That's right. the point. Yeah. yeah, and that is that is the exact point. And, um, you know, that's that's just to make sure that everything above and beyond that, if that just falls to shit, that you're good to go, right? Right. If, you're, if everything, everything falls to shit, then you still have this little nest egg of stuff that you can kind of rely on to still live and, right. like, be... Do what you want to do. So that's a just a bit. savings account. Figure it out. That's just a big savings account. It's just account. a savings account. Well, what I'll tell you, though, is there's a thing called time value of money, which is also very proportional to, like, inflation. So right. when I say inflation of, like, the U.S. dollar, what does that mean to you? It's worth less over time. Yes, precisely. Correct. It gets less valuable <laughs> over time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, it gets okay. less. It gets worth less over time. Mm-hmm. Now, average inflation in the U.S. economy for the U.S. dollar is about two percent per year. That's actually a lot higher than I thought that was. Gonna yeah, be. it's not nothing. So when you invest in a savings account, and or invest in a savings account, when you park your stuff in a, a savings account, you're only going to make like point one point oh oh one percent interest on whatever you put in there, maybe a couple bucks 
right, a year. Okay. Um, that means that technically, the money that you have saving, putting in your savings account is becoming less and less valuable over time. So it's something to think about. Yeah. I, I, I definitely know people that are like, I'm investing in my savings account. I'm like, no, you're not. Your bank is basically just putting it under your bed, but it's financially insured, right? Yeah. Like, you, like the, the government will insure banks like Wells Fargo or even your credit union and say, yeah, like we'll back you up if you lose this money or if it gets stolen out of your yeah. account. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the idea with savings. And you can even diversify your savings. Like I have, uh, I, I have two banks. I have a credit union, which is kind of like not it's like a local bank okay that's like it'll give you nice little you know percent little bit better percentages and they'll like more focused some on some incentives yeah like yeah, friendly aspects for sure uh, a local coffee shop versus yeah Starbucks and like if you're slot. gonna get a car loan or a house loan they'll give you better like hooked up deals and financing rates and stuff right. so like it's good to kind of like not just have it all parked in one place right diversify your savings yeah um <laughs> But yeah, then everything after that is sort of like you basically just take stratified layers of proportional risk depending on what you're comfortable with or what you think is going to work, right? So like I, for instance, am into cryptocurrencies, right? right? So like I believe in it. I think it's going to go up even though it's in a crap hole right now. Is it? <laughs> Compare, well, compared to, compared to last year at this point in time, it's not, but it's still kind of it's still uh, in a bear market. And so, but the idea is like cryptocurrencies are as risky as it gets. It's a completely uninsured, uh, unregulated, you know, security and no one knows what's going to happen. It's, it can fluctuate a thousand up or down, 2000 up or down every day. So that's about as risky of an investment as I can think of, right? That means that you want to top out at a, you know, a minimal amount of your total sort of worth using that as an investment strategy. There's a lot of people that are online. Like one of my favorite dudes is named, uh, his name is Lewis Thomas and he's on YouTube. He's like a cryptocurrency video creator. And um, he's like all in, like 95% of his net wealth he just broadcasted. He was like, yeah, I'm all in at cryptocurrency. I'm like, you're kind of fucked. If it goes down and you're just out of luck and it just goes to zero, definitely ballsy. Right. But if it goes up. Yeah. But there's, but there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of levels that are going to give you much like better expected returns, like a certificate of deposit. It's like, you can basically just put your money in a certificate of deposit, which is almost just like a savings account, but you just have like kind of, 1% as opposed to like 0.01% interest that you're earning. You can put it in a bond, which a bond is basically just a loan to the government. So like you say, hey, government, I'll give you 5,000 bucks and you pay me payments over time and then give me that back at the end of the whatever the period is. Hmm. Okay. So like, so you can loan to the government using like Loaning to your bro, the government, but then your bro actually ends up coming through. Yeah. Always. Yeah, usually. I mean, we're we're thinking the idea here. The we're we're ruling out anomalies such as crazy government meltdowns or uh, super solar flares that are going to knock out your the entire uh, you know financial and um, energy sort of realm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess all I would really say, and I'll I'll turn it over to you if you have any questions, is basically just that you're going to take on proportional layers of risk 
based off of kind of what you're comfortable and what you believe in and what you think is going to kind of uh, get you at the best position given what you have to consider. Things like if you have a lot of medical expenses or you have a lot of car loans or whatever it is going on, you want to kind of like shift your strategy to be able to cover those things and then, you know, have a steady stream of income that's not like, that's not like crazy ups and downs like cryptocurrency, but also not nothing like a savings account. Right. So it's like starts at savings account. Mm-hmm. Then there goes the security deposit thing or like the deposit, yeah, certificate whatever, deposit. which is like right on top like of 1%. that. 1%. Which I don't see like, why would you not invest in that over savings always? Um, because, I mean, there's really not a huge reason. It's mostly just because um, with your savings, you'll always have access to it penalty free a security deposit, you're kind of like displacing it and putting it in somebody else's hand. Um, so you don't automatically have access to it, but it's just a little bit removed from your possession. Right. And then on top of that would be like bonds, mm-hmm. which is where you go it's to like, the government. Yeah, you can get anywhere from like a you know 2 to 8%, 10% bond. But then what if I just go to the market or whatever, and like like I see in all those movies where mm-hmm. everybody's in a big room and yelling at each other, and they're all investing in big companies Traders and stuff like and that. Shit. Can I just invest in whichever one of those I want? Yeah, so you have ro- the future right now. Robin Hood is a really cool app. Because I can, you can go to Amazon on Robinhood and buy however many stock you want of Amazon. You know, seems like a good investment. You don't have to go to like a financial trader and like set up a deal and then pay them like two percent on the transaction fee. This is free. You just go on, make an account, put in the money that you want from your bank account, and then buy what you want, and you have no fees, and you get dividends and shit. It's great. Um, the um, and also, Robinhood also just opened up like global stocks, like Nintendo. Robinhood now I can invest in Nintendo stocks where I couldn't do that. that sucks before. that it's just that's just now happening. Because I remember like 2016, Brian Maxwell hit me up and was like, "I want to invest in things close to the video game industry. What do you think?" And I was like, "You should invest in Nintendo if it's possible. I think you may have to do it through a Japanese market." And sure enough, now the Switch is a fucking success and their stock is thrown is shot it's up. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, smart. There's also something that I've I've been I've honestly been kind of evangelical about. It's this app called Wealthfront. It's considered a robo advisor. So it's basically awesome. so basically let's say I put a thousand dollars into this thing, right? right. It'll take my thousand dollars and it'll split it up again, uh, amongst a bunch of different assets based off of a quote unquote risk profile or a questionnaire that I give yeah. it. What, you know, what is your normal income? What are your goals? When do you want to have this? When do you want to have that? And so it'll make a profile for you. And then it'll split it out a bunch of, a bunch, a, a amongst a bunch of different assets. So you'll have some of your investment go toward like natural resources, like gold and silver and that kind of thing. So you don't physically own it, but that's what you've invested in with your money. You have it going into U.S. stocks, foreign stocks, bonds, and it shows you the percentage and how much you own in each of them. And you don't even have to think about it. You just log in every day and just tracks it. Just tracks the market. That seems kind of dangerous. It seems like almost like a weird sort of legal gambling system that you can be a part of. It's crazy. Well, it's not. I mean, it's you're just investing in the stock market. I'm just investing that it's going to hit black on the roulette table. <laughs> no. What? That I sounds mean, the same to me. The idea is, is like, 
at some point when you have a an app or, or, or like a financial advisor that's like dealing with your funds, like at some point they're going to be liable for loss of your stuff. So like it, it, it's like if the market just goes down, then I'm out of luck. I'm shit out of luck, right? right? Because I invested in the market, market went down. That means I lose. But if it's like somebody hacked my account and stole my shit and like there's no reason to believe that there's foul play from me, like they're going to be kind of liable for that. Right. Right. So yes, it definitely is a gamble and all investments are gamble, right? Risk, risk, risk reward, reward. But I don't know, man, it, things like, uh, like Robin hood, like Wealthfront, um, like cryptocurrencies, just make it really easy for people our age to get into investing but they don't have to pay a lot of fucking bureaucratic fees. And, and, you know, like it used to be you'd have to go to like, you know, Merrill Lynch or whatever was the financial trader that Joe Schmo told you to go to because his dad went to that or whatever. And then you'd meet with some guy and he'd ask you all the same questions. And then yeah. you'd be like, all right, that I'm going to charge exhausting. you like 2% a year. And I'm going to charge you like a transaction fee. So you have to tell me every time that you want to do a buy stock or whatever. And then I'll make it happen and I'll take a portion of the proceeds. And now it's just like free and easy. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like there's really not a whole lot of interest from like our, the millennial generation in investing and stuff, but it's easier than the millennial generation doesn't have money to invest. The jobs suck for us and we all have a shit ton of student (laughs) debt. Very true. All the more reason to try and make whatever you do have Turn work that 50 for bucks. You. That's why I really think for people who are probably like closest to us in terms of peers and age and like that, and you know, we we're talking about this not because we want to become like a financial podcast, but because this is this interests us and we think people can get value from this. I really do think getting that rainy day fund for that year of spending like you were talking about, that should be goal number one. And if you have the discipline to you have the discipline and the situation to do that you're going to be in an incredible spot you know yeah. yeah very true so that's good all right good advice robin hood that's an app to maybe look into or consider mm-hmm. if you're getting into the the wild west style of games wealth so, front to diversify your bonds wealth front diversify your bonds <laughs> and you heard it here on witty banter take all your money invest it in the cryptocurrency it will not <laughs> fall coming from crypto diesel himself <laughs> It's not true, but it's still. only going up. It's a hockey <laughs> stick go. trajectory. It can't. It's a hockey stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that's some good advice. All right. For all the new millennials out there that listen to our podcast. And all, all the, the babies, babies. All the babies. Which is the future, right? <laughs> We're investing in them. So listen to that, babies. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break there. We'll come back. We got a little bit of a special treat from Chase for us here. So uh, let's beat up out of here for a moment. Beat up a pipo. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Beep doop beep boop. Beep up up beep up. Hey, beep beep boop. See, we're comfortable, you know, we're all we're feeling pretty good. Okay, everything's kind of back in its right place like we were talking about. How is this beer opening up for you, Hunter? 
Um, I think as it's opening up, it's making it a little less formidable in a good way. So yeah. like, I think that syrupiness is a little bit dissipating. Um, I think it's still very sweet. Oh yeah. Still very, it's still thick. Um, it's just not like syrupy, like, like liquor in a freezer thick. Not like know? aftertaste syrupy where it's like, yeah, stays on your tongue even after you, it goes down the gullet. The 11.5... It's definitely still per, still there. I mean, it's got a body to it, but it's definitely more drinkable as it's opened up, which is, I guess, to be expected. Um, I poured mine up, and it's just carrying a steady head on it. It's good. It's creamy. It's got a creamy little it top really to it. It really is. Like I that. mean, it's yeah, it's there. So super dark, pretty complex, pretty roasty, pretty uh, robust. But uh, but Tasty. yeah, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's just a stout that's heavy alcohol. You know? It's a stout stout. Yeah, <laughs> stout stout. I love it. It's definitely a stout stout. Chase, how are you feeling about that whiskey? It's pretty good. So what I was going to say originally was that it's kind of thin, and I was drinking it very quickly. Like I already, I had to refill uh, off of what my, usually, my usual pour is just after halftime. And I kind of think that the body is lacking a little bit in terms of giving me something like a little more robust to chew on and that would allow the flavors that are in this whiskey that are there to just stay around and be more present like a core. Um, and I looked, it's 40% alcohol by volume. So it's, it's pretty light. Um, that said, I think it actually makes the, the scotch like really accessible. And that's a, that's a adjective that I should have used last week too, for that American single malt, that I was thinking about today was that it's it's extremely accessible in that I can give it to first time scotch drinkers or whiskey drinkers and feel like they're gonna have like a good entryway. I feel the same thing about this. So um, it's malty. Um, there's just a ton of oak in like wood, um, not smoky, but just actual wood flavor. Uh, a lot of or not a lot of. I'd say like a little bit of honey, uh, and and that's all I can really get from it. So it's. It's simple and bold. I wish it was a little uh, stronger in its body so those flavors could, could come to the for- forward a little bit more, but it does make it accessible. It does make it easy to drink. Hmm. Right on. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Nice. So we're all sitting cozy here. But we're about we're to put the show. <laughs> yeah, we're about to put the show if we didn't, on if its didn't head. Know. All right, because okay. Chase brought a game? Game warden? Game Chase, warden Chase? the game master? Now, we're playing Heroes or Zeros today. Excellent. One of my favorites. But I have an even bigger curveball for you. Okay. Damn. The the credit does not go to Chase. Oh, boy. This game was made by Israel. Whoa. Okay. And Israel had this game prepared for Evo Weekend, and we just didn't get to play it. Ah. And so... Israel made a list of Dark Souls and Bloodborne consumable items, much in the same way that I try to, except Israel is extremely just lore literate in these games, (laughs) and he sent me the list, and I I played before getting the answers, and I am someone who's literally playing Dark Souls right now, and he fucked me up. Damn. Damn. I only got three out of ten right. There we go. (laughs) Boom. So we're good. New game, six plus. So it might as well be about anything. Yeah. So here's the deal. He threw me off, I think, in very strategic ways. And so I do think you guys should, you know, 
give it your all and, and see what you can do here. But yeah. I'm telling you now, it's, our di- it's difficult. On some of that stuff. <laughs> I think it'll work to our advantage. Yeah. I think we won't get thrown <laughs> off by things that would throw off yeah. somebody who's yeah who's knowledgeable. So knowledgeable, exactly. There's ten questions, and I'm just gonna um, let's just go back and forth, and at any point you can try to steal. Right on. Um, you, you can just basically come in and say, I think this person's wrong. I'm going to go with the opposite answer right. and wager your point for one steal. You can only do that once. Right. Okay. okay. And we'll just see how we go. And I think if we get to like a situation where it's like 6-1, I'm going to call it a skunk and we'll end it. All right. All right. That's fair. Okay. It's your game, man. Do it however you want. Play it out. So, Israel, thank you so much. It's yeah, time awesome. to get started. The souls born heroes are zeros. Number one, I'm going to go ahead and kick it to Hunter. You're going to start us off. All right. Oh. Okay. Nice. Because have you guys? Do we have competition between you two? We have Yeah, late? it's been a long time. It's Not been a while. Season. We had another one a long time ago. I don't remember who won. Where you made up another Dark Souls Heroes or Zeros? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't remember. remember who won. I don't either. But that's so okay. So we'll just Clean start. Slate. We're starting fresh. Starting Clean fresh. slate here. Okay, the number one, uh, the first item, Algite of Guidance, a stone that temporarily radiates light when it comes into contact with air. It is prized as a one-of-a-kind jewel. But with no use in crafting, it is mostly employed simply as a guidepost. Mm. Okay. I could see that in the video game, you know? I totally could. Um, I, I'm thinking, though, it's like, you know, you got a rock, and you're saying, like, anytime it's exposed to air, it, it gives off light. And I'm like, but isn't that all the time? It's almost like it's not even worth saying. You could just say that it's just always emitting light. So right. you're taking the Neil deGrasse Tyson stance on this one? Yeah. I'm thinking I, about video every, game physics here? Yeah, well, I'm exactly. just like, it's just like... There's lore. They think about the lore. It's It sounds totally legit, though. So I'm going to say... I'm going to go against my better instinct, actually, and I'm going to say that it's a zero. I'm going to say it's not real. That's a bummer, because that's legit. Mm. The Algite <laughs> of Guidance is a real item. Okay, but it's good All to right. see your confidence is there, Hunter. Yeah, Hopefully, it'll serve strong. you well in the following. Don't, yeah, questions. don't let that waver you. Hey, I won't. Absolutely, I'm all here for sure. Max, What's the up? second item. This mm-hmm. is afflicted man's knowledge, and the description is skull of a Yarnamite who was touched with knowledge of the eldritch truth. The skull was forcibly opened after death and searched for eyes. To be shown a glimpse of the cosmos will drive one mad, but that madness is a gift. For to understand the cosmos is to serve a greater purpose. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely rowdy. It's definitely cool. Yeah. But, but I just, no, I, I think Israel made that one up. I think he's proud of it too. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a zero. I'm also going to say it's a zero. What is it? Pretty, yeah, it was pretty lore-driven. You guys are correct. It is a zero. Zero? Yes. Point to Max. There we are. So Max Stepping is on the up. board, but we got a lot more yeah, to just go through. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, we're feeling good. Let's go. All right, Hunter, next one goes to you. Our third item is called Fresh Spice. And the description <laughs> is, A sweet-smelling spice which soothes the soul, recovers some of the user's MP, it is used by royalty as a luxury and by the magicians as a necessity. Uh, this is how unknowledgeable I am. Can I assume that MP is magical points? 
mana. So, yeah. <laughs> here's I mean, what I'm going to do with saying, like, magical points is a funny thing. a mechanic in the game. I just want to know what that's, the mechanic look, is. That's, I, you have to go to the game warden. I'm, and here's, here's what I'm going to say. Since Israel's not here, I'm just going to not give you that info, okay? Oh, boy. Because I don't have a key for it, and okay. I feel like <laughs> if I had an answer, it, can, it could sway things in either direction. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it off. Okay. okay. Sounds like he's trying to cover up for okay. something he may not know or may not even exist. Or he just doesn't want to give it away, which is kind of what I'm leaning towards. Well, yeah. Um, while I don't think about, like, nobles and shit in Dark Souls necessarily, right? Um, I still... It seems like a very just pick-up, put-down item that's just, like, in everybody's inventory... I'm going to say it's real. He's acted on the correct instinct. That is a hero. There yes. we go. Let's go. It's a hero. One that one fresh baby. spice is a hero. So the ping pong volley is going back and forth quite nice. Beautiful. <laughs> Max, I'm serving one up to you. This is the fourth item. Cheerio. Ready? The name is Holy Water Urn, and the description reads, An urn filled with crystal clear water. Originally intended as a soothing potion, this water scalds the skin of undead and hollows. In the capital of Mira, an ancient, well-protected spring produces holy water, but the water has been difficult to acquire ever since Mira became embroiled in war. That seems like, you know, that, that makes sense, right? It's like holy water, you yeah. know, that would happen. Right, that's the thing. That's the thing, for sure. Does Dark Souls just go and take things like that, put a new coat of paint on them and put them in their game <laughs> and make millions of dollars? I don't think so. Okay? Great game. Hey, yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> Dark Souls is better than it's that. Okay? <laughs> Israel. Israel did that. Israel recoded holy water. Yeah. Made up. Zero. Max says zero. The answer key says hero. Fuck. Oh. God, Dark Souls, you fucking... That game sucks. All right. <laughs> So holy, holy water's a real thing, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. We're still... Are we... Uh, is it 2-1 right now? Or are we talking? one to one. Sorry. After, one, one. After right. two one to one. Yeah. Okay, let's see if we can get someone to pull away here. Hunter, the next item, number five, <laughs> is titled Aged Feather. And the description reads, An aged bird feather, returned to the last bonfire rested at, can be used repeatedly. The child of the dragon, sequestered away from the world, imagined a world of boundless possibilities from the mere sight of a feather. Well, that's. I, I feel like I everything know. after bonfire that you recently went to just went over my head. I mean, yeah. can you read this? Everything after that sentence again, one yeah. more time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I would love to. <laughs> can be used repeatedly. The child of the dragon, sequestered away from the world, imagined a world of boundless possibilities from the mere sight of a feather. See, you know, that sounds legit, right? Like, yeah. the, the, the pros, I get yes. it, I like it. One of the three types of literature. The idea, but I feel like, I feel like this would be kind of like a one and done thing. Like, like that, the ability yeah. to be able to return to the flame that you last. Yeah, you use one and to, you go back. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you a, can't like just taking keep a potion. Doing it right? Can you? What if you do it twice in a row? Do you go back two in a row? I'm calling the mechanics into question. I'm gonna say it's false. Uh -oh. I'm gonna say it's not real. You're saying that can't even yeah. work in the game. 
So Hunter's digging into his insight on the mechanical depths of Dark Souls, and it's a shame because it's led him astray. This is a hero. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a late game item that you receive in Dark Souls. Oh, so it's late game. That can yeah, be used repeatedly. That way you don't have to worry about keeping all Walking. the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Quick travel right there. It's good. Still okay. one to one. Still, Still one to one. Mono e mono. Our sixth question goes to Max and it is titled Sharpening Grindstone. The description reads Spearhead sharpening stone employed by healing church hunters on the night of the hunt. The tip of the spear is thrusted into the sides of weapons and pulled out, creating small tooth-like fragments. Used to sharpen trick weapons to apply a bloodletting effect. I mean, that seems... a concept. Does it? Like you plunge something into a weapon, pull it out, and it makes it an even crazier weapon? What it sounds like? It says the tip of the spear is thrusted into sides of weapons and pulled out. To like, I guess to like destroy the weapon, or does it make creating the small tooth-like fragments? Tooth-like fragments. Oh, okay. I'm thinking it just makes it brutal little spines coming out of weapon. That sounds pretty brutal. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I don't really know. This is a tough one. <laughs> That's the don't thing look at about me. This one. Do not look at me. That's all I could say. My instinct was to say again that it was a zero, but last time that led me astray because I thought like you know. It's it's simple enough with like something to it, not really like crazily and depthly written as some of the other folk folklore is. But sometimes it's just explaining how it works. Right. But I gotta go with my instincts. I really think it's a zero. Max, you're pulling away. Your instincts led you right where you needed Dog. to go. Thank goodness. Okay. It's a zero. Thank you, instincts. All right. Shit. <laughs> so Max is sitting at two points. He's almost eclipsed my three that I was able to come away with. Looks Beautiful. like Israel's doing a pretty good number on us still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hunter, let's see if we can pick up another one and get this game really rolling. The next item for you, number seven, Church Guardian Shiv. This special throwing blade has a flat tip and is wielded by guardians of the Church of Philanor. Philanor? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Well, let me try to let me get a better pronunciation. Let me check of this. The pronunciation box. Philianor. Yeah. Okay. Philianor. Philianor. So now that that's clarified, okay. so, that's it. Um, this special throwing blade has a flat tip and is wielded by guardians of the Church of Philianor. Consume FP to project illusory blades, <laughs> which seek their targets. Guardians FP. of the Church. Of who few remain, watch over Princess Filianor's eternal slumber, along with the spears of the church. Okay, one, this is very long. We've Two. already had another one that was very long that was a zero. <laughs> yeah. It makes me lean toward that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm leaning all the, over the place. The, uh, the fact that I get two MPFP fucking mechanic... MP I that I don't was a know gimme. and I like, can't I thought ask that about. was like yeah mana that's how it is in every like I can't game. think through the mechanics of the fucking thing I don't thing. know what FP is foot power <laughs> fresh Nailed power it, dude feeling points feeling points um I'm gonna say it's a zero I think it's just a little long a little uh indulgent of a description yeah I think he pulled a max and tried to make it sound really cool what <laughs> that's what we're calling maxes <laughs> <laughs> That's a max? Yeah. 
No, I see what you mean. Sometimes when it gets a little verbose there, it can show that the person writing it was maybe getting a little off of their rocker. But not in this case. This God is real. This is a hero. Damn it. That's real? Damn. Man. I thought. The Church of Philianor, guys. Philianor. Gotta carry that shiv. <laughs> Gotta throw that shiv. Holy now, Hunter, cow. remember, you can still steal if it gets down to desperate measures. But, Max, we're going over to you to see if we can extend your lead here. Okay. Number eight. The Zero. title of this item is Gray Bug Pellet. And the description reads, Medicinal pellet made from crushed insects. The gray type temporarily boosts curse resistance. The basilisk creatures have claimed many victims as they kill indiscriminately. Travelers always keep a supply of these concoctions to buy some time in the unfortunate event of being caught in a basilisk cloud. Oh, man. I was so ready to just oh, say that this was, a, this was a hero. Because it's got like a, a nice simple name mm-hmm. and i've noticed that is sometimes a trend mm-hmm. in dark souls stuff where they just hit you with like bladed sword yeah and you're like and oh, okay ornate fucking yeah yeah um but just the way it's described doesn't sound as like well spelled out or as like folklore-esque and just a little too simple to me simple name simple description too far in that route. I'm going to say this is also a zero. Okay. Can I ask a question, Chase? Yes. Can you just repeat the the entire description one more time? I'm going to consider yes. wagering here. Okay. Okay. Medicinal pellet made from crushed insects. The gray type temporarily boosts curse resistance. The basilisk creatures have claimed many victims as they kill indiscriminately. Travelers always keep a supply of these concoctions to buy some time in the unfortunate event of being caught in a basilisk cloud. It also seems just really specific. Um, fuck. What's it gonna be, man? Your intuition's been on, which means that if you get it right, then I'm definitely fucked. Yeah. Right? You know? Right. He might have to call a skunk at that point. I'm not gonna wage this. I'm not going to wager this. Not going to do it. Because I can at least (laughs) get the next one right and then bet that one. And I can at least tie it. Smart. All right. Max, was your answer zero? It is a zero. That's the correct answer. It's a good thing you didn't wager, my friend. Oh, boy. Max is up to three points. You're on top of it, man. Oh, thank you. Three out out of ten, but we still have... One more for Max. We have one more for Hunter. Three out of five for Max. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go. Number nine, fermented spice. A spice with an intoxicating sweet smell used to increase magic damage, but also decrease magic damage absorption. While royalty use this for indulgent purposes, magic scholars use the spice for research purposes. Overuse of the spice is common, which has caused it to have been prohibited in some regions. I get two get spices <laughs> and I get two mechanics. <laughs> what? This is fucked up. Oh, oh man. man. This literally sounds very similar to the fucking first spice one that I got. Right. And that was real, right? I don't know. Uh-oh. Can't even remember. <laughs> no, it was real. Okay. Um, and that definitely does sort of sway me into like how many fucking spices are in this game that nobles use. Spices were used <laughs> a lot back in the dark 
soul ages. I'm sorry, man. I'm going to be that guy. I want to listen to it again, Chase. I'm oh, sorry. my God. All right, man. Okay. Fermented spice. A spice with an intoxicating sweet smell used to increase magic damage but also decrease magic damage absorption. While royalty used this for indulgent purposes, magic scholars used the spice for research purposes. Overuse of the spice is common, which has caused it to have been prohibited in some regions. I have a theory here, but I really don't want to lead you in any direction. Overuse of the spice seems kind of subject, or kind suspect. of suspect, yeah. That's yeah. What I mean. Subject to suspectness? Yeah, yeah. Suspectitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't jive super well with me. And the fact that I already had a spice that's used by nobles that deals with magic, you know, I'm kind of just like, there's no way you got two of those spices. You don't think that? It's possible. It totally is. Right. But I think. <laughs> Not saying it's impossible. I think he's hoping he threw me off at the first one, and then I'm like, what the fuck? Is it real or is it not? I already know that first one's real. I'm going to say this one's not real. You know, I would have said the same thing. And I was planning to steal if you said otherwise, but okay. I'll back Hunter, up. you're saying this is a zero? Yes. He's keeping the competition alive. That is a zero. Holy Let's go, dude. Cow. So no matter so, what, I got to bet on this next one. I got to. We're oh, moving man. into the final item. If, Max, you get this wrong, you lose. Yeah. No, it's not. No, no, no. Because if, if he well, gets I like it wrong, using well, no, like the steal is supposed to be like you take their point. You wager your point to potentially steal theirs. But so then at I most I'd have a point three. If somebody steals on me. But then at most I'd have three. Oh right, and then you would tie. And you would have three. Yeah. So this is at most a tie. Right. Right. But still, I'm important. not a very good game warden. I'd much rather <laughs> yeah, tie really than well. lose. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time. Can we all please relax? Thank you. Yeah, everybody calm down. This is number 10. All right, let's hear it. All right, Max, going to you. Estes soup. The description. Special soup of Zigvard of Katarina. Perfect for long journeys. Restores HP and temporarily boosts frost resistance. Leave it to Zigvard to discover a meal that even an undead can enjoy. Perhaps his long years spent undead have left him wanting to drain a bowl or two and reel as if he were still among the living. I gotta say, those names sound pretty stupid at first. And I thought, <laughs> those are made up for sure. But as then I remember, this is Dark Souls. Yeah, no, for real, because it kind of goes on and it becomes like very anecdotal and like almost like narrator style. And I remember hearing one about like the turnip night or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like kind of in the same way. Yeah. It was just like, he's a, he looks like a turnip. Isn't that funny? Yeah. There's a little goofy. Yeah. Locale with humor. It, you know, let's you relax a bit, you know? So I will say that my gut instinct was that this was a zero, but I've taken that aside. And now I'm going to go with my new experienced instinct of a wise person who thinks about things. <laughs> and I'm going to say... I'm putting that cape on. Yeah. I'm going to say it's actually a hero. I'm going to wager my point. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give my reason for why I think it's all... I, I think it's... You do. <laughs> you legitimately think it's a zero. Yes. Okay. Which is that um, I think what could have happened was the actual names might be legit. But I think he might be pulling those names from elsewhere. 
Yeah, Katarina seems like it could be. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, just pulling it from elsewhere, applying it to a fucking food that you do in the game, right. and then putting in some anecdotal fucking story. Yeah, I could see it putting being That's put together. slimy, and that sounds like Israel. <laughs> so pretty soupy. Yeah, it's the orbital heel. <laughs> um, so yeah, zero. You say zero. All right. All right. Well, Sigvert of Katarina is a real character. In fact, he's the first character I gave to Hunter when I did my Heroes or Zeros. And Hunter, you got it wrong when you said that he wasn't real, and you now know that he is indeed a canon member of the Dark Souls story. But your instinct <laughs> was doubly correct mm. because the item itself is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long, oh, twisting boy. way of saying A lot of rollercoaster <laughs> emotions right there. God damn it, dude. Yeah, I just wish we had a tie. Yeah, I just wish we had a tiebreaker, man. Oh, man. We right, went through ten. Hey, we went through ten items That's and still got a tie. Items. And I, I do think it's fucking nuts that we all only got three, because like, this shit was hard, dude. But you yeah. did all ten, though, right? Right, I did all ten. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, it you guys could have done better than me. <laughs> Oh, man. That's very true. Well, good uh, games. Yeah, sir. that was great. Good games. Got the heart pumping. The second time that's happened where I've had a nice, easy, steady lead. Yeah, a little yeah just Then it comes down to the very end. finish line, and I'm turtling up. And somehow all the pressure the gets back. thrown on the guy with the lead to make the right choice because the other dude's just going to go with the blanket steel. Galaxy brain. <laughs> yeah, I had some galaxy brain <laughs> right there for sure. Thank you so much, Israel. I appreciate this being the game and not just like, that's hey, a first ever, right? For a fan to, to send in a, a game. guest game. Yeah, yeah that's guest awesome. Game. Guest game. Yeah, I love it. Boy, I would love for more of those because that's less work for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it really it's is. Really. Also, send in stories. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. Chase is like, I've got one for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, let's keep that in mind that Chase texted us and was like, hey, guys, I got the second half. <laughs> yeah, I you did. Guys did I, work I administered <laughs> the game. Israel, thank oh, you so man. much, dude. That was fucking rock star. <laughs> but we do have some emails that I want to get to, so let's open up the mailbag real quick. Come get Our first question comes from a now second time writer, oh. Tony Wozni. Dude, love it. And he's coming in through the email form. Dude, love the Wozni. I love Wozni. Wozni's the worth subject that. of the question, he says, what are each of your top three fighting game characters and why? The body, Shit. it could be characters you enjoy playing the most or watching the most over any game, but why is that? And is there a kind of theme you're noticing? Maybe it's rushdown characters, zoners, or just stylish characters, etc. Right. have we not been asked this question? Great question. Let's go around question. the block, man. A little impromptu top three. For sure. I Absolutely. Impromptu top Segments three. Segments just left and it. right, just flinging them. Yeah, dude. All right, so who's going to go first? first. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> take it away, boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I can start us off. I can throw a couple out there that I know. These mm -hmm. are two of my favorite characters. One's pretty obvious. Always loved Cody from Street Fighter. He's like his jailbird Cody is my favorite Cody. He has he's a guy who is a vigilante on the street and he just beat up people and got in trouble for it mm -hmm. and then went to jail and just stays in there because he's so bored that the only excitement he gets is from fighting people in jail. And on top of that, <laughs> canonically, Cody is for some weird reason one of the strongest characters in the Street Fighter universe and the only reason that he loses to people at least at that time was because he had handcuffs on the whole time and the theory <laughs> it's very was simple. yeah when he broke them it's, it's very simple right which is strongest it makes sense. can't break the yeah. can't break those handcuffs though. well he just keeps them on for fun <laughs> 
right? to make it fair. Yeah. Somebody throws a fireball at him. Yeah. He conjures a fireball and he picks up a rock off the ground and throws it at the fireball and it clashes with it. Like that's got to be pretty good. Yeah. Right. Uh, my other fa- one of my other favorite characters is uh, Benny Maru from King of Fighters. Oh, I nice. love that character so much. Yeah, he's, got he's so much style, awesome. so much swag. His choreography is just super cool. Yeah. His stance is badass. His yeah, he's that's a really good choice. And um, this other one is a character who is also from King of Fighters because I like King of Fighters a lot stylistically as a game. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that the game has a lot of cool looking characters. It's really tight. And I think this is one of like the best female fighting characters that's ever been made. Because <laughs> I really, really like King's character design for some reason. Oh, in that King's game. badass. I think dude. King's fucking tight. She has like the fucking suit on and she's got the sick ass kicks. And she's just down to fucking throw down. All right. Her yeah, her stance is just like fucking what? What do yeah, you want? Fucking like, what? Looks dude, like that's... she's got brass knuckles on. And is about to just yeah, beat some fans. And yeah, I, I really do. I on that note, SNK said that they're gonna release some game announcement on the tenth of September, and I hope it's some yeah. New, we need to be waiting for that, man. I, hope I it's a new can only pray it's a King of Fighters announcement. Yeah, I'll be very into that. And if it comes out, you know, there's gonna be two characters I'll be maining in that game. So those are my three. Yeah. I like that you went to King of Fighters, and I'm gonna. Kind of go off of that. I'm going to say Chin from King of Fighters is one of my fa- favorite fighting game characters. He's someone that I mained with KOF uh, 14, but that I love to watch in KOF 13 because he had like different stances that he could go into, which opened up different movesets for him. So he was very, he was like kind of technical yeah. um, and had that like drunken uh, master style, which yeah. gave him like a few parries and stuff. And like you could just string super moves with him for days. For sure. and so Chin is badass. Um, so he's he's one that like, was both fun to play and watch. One that I just thought was fucking the most, one of the most fun characters I've ever played in a fighting game is Air Mac in MK9. Oh, yeah. And just, he was so cool in MK9, dude. Dude, he just unreal. Like, his choreography was super badass. It got to a point where, like, I would start doing combos with him, not because they were even the most optimal, because, like, I just thought they were the most stylish, and yeah. I really liked playing in that way. Um, he's, and he's like basically the conduit for me into fighting games, you know, like he's, he's like a very, I feel a lot of connection with that character. Yeah, you know? for he's sure. He's like a, I like that a, dude was yeah. big. Yeah, man. Um, and then man, like, you know, I could, I, I think Kai is cool. Like he's super top tier and he, I specifically like Kai because he reminds me of Link just yeah. to be frank. Um, <laughs> but Really, and I'm trying to think of maybe Street Fighter characters I can mention because I'm trying to think of ones that are fun to watch, like he said. But when it comes to watching Guilty Gear characters, I think of the ones with the highest execution. And like uh, Inu, Inu comes to mind, but so, but I think even more than that is Ramenthal. And like Ramenthal combos, when somebody, and she's not even top tiers, so you don't see her very much, but like when people get going with her, it's like 50% damage, 56% yeah. damage. And like that's disgusting. So. I'd say like honorable mentions would be Raven as well and like really? Faust from nice. Guilty Gear. Oh, Faust. Yeah, dude, and I, and that's what I do want to say. Like even though Raven, even before he got nerfed, was so annoyingly top tier, I didn't mind. I thought the griminess of him was fucking all fair game. Like yeah. yes, he was always in top eights because some of the best players in the world played him, but I loved to play against Raven because of 
how unique that challenge was. You I know? feel like watching Raven and his character design was very interesting for being a top tier character compared to somebody like Johnny, who I think was like objectively a very top tier character, had like big, strong, plus safe moves while like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Raven was fucking grimy as shit and you just <laughs> yeah, end up getting dude. caught up in it eventually and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, every yeah, time. For sure. That's, those are good answers. I do. I oh, know. and then I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Frieza too. Like, legitimately, yeah. Frieza is one of my favorite fighting games to get fighting game characters to play. Period. I'd have to probably put. I oh, fuck. I might put Frieza over like the Guilty Gear choice to be completely frank. Nobody's gonna nice. hold you to these because obviously, as you start listing those off, I'm like, why would I not put Venom in there? Because I love Venom's fucking yeah, design Venom's more than anything. Dope. Like, yeah. completely. Yeah, Venom would have to be in my top three, which is made of four people now. So. <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to stick to three. Uh, go three different games as well. Oh, so, cool. Um, I've always just thought that, sh- I mean, Street Fighter's been around since. Like I I played Street Fighter on Sega Genesis, you know, and I always thought M Bison was really cool. M Bison. I just is thought tight. like his lore and his stance and like standing on people's head and then flopping back and doing his freaking electric like shit across the screen and slide. Mm-hmm. All of his moves just look cool. And he's just a menacing-looking motherfucker. Yeah. And like in every game, it's always like, oh, like M. Bison is the fucking boss. Like, you always have to consider that. So yeah. he's just a cool villain. Um, I also think that Raiden is just a really cool, like, nice, s- epic, staple, iconic character. I love his teleport. Like, that's really why I ever only tried to play Ra- uh, Raiden was because he has the coolest teleport in the fucking game. <laughs> I also loved the way the announcer said Raiden's voice or like said, like announced the character Raiden. Like Raiden. he always had that, like, yeah, Raiden. had that role in there. Raiden. He's got the freaking hat. He's like a God of thunder and Very shit. Iconic. Yeah. You know, or lightning. Um, and then, I mean, I just got to go with my main fat boo. Fat boo is a great fighting one. game I mean, character design because I get, I, I honestly feel like one, I've never really had like a fighting game character that I just like, for whatever reason, like quote unquote connected with. And I've like just enjoyed playing with boo. I love his bread and butter combos. Um, I love like, I I just love the fact that when I play with him, funny stuff happens and I can enjoy the funniness on top of playing and being competitive. So like I butt stomp somebody (laughs) or like I finish off somebody's health bar using my ultimate and I just like pat my stomach and I'm like, boo. (laughs) And it's just like super satisfying. I'm just like, nice, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can play defense. I can stomp his ass. It's cool that you've identified so much with a, with a fighting game character. There you go. Yeah. That's how it starts, man. Yeah. (laughs) Tony, thank you so much for the question. I really appreciate you not only wandering over to our podcast, but also sticking around and being a part of it. Yeah. Um, You know, feel free to tell your friends if you're enjoying the show. And if you haven't maybe emailed in ever, just follow Tony's example. It's pretty easy. WittyBanterShow.com. Email us. Awesome. Love to have your question. Anyway, let's go ahead and cap it off there. We'll come back to some more questions next week. Right on. Well, boys, any final words to say on these drinks? Chase, you go first. All right. There's not much more for me to add because I think that this is a rather simple uh, scotch. And kind of what I said earlier is basically my review um, at 40%, it is very drinkable almost to a fault in that it feels a little thin. And I do wish that it's very simple, uh, flavor profile was just a little more bold and had some more backbone to rest on. That said, the zero smokiness, the little bit of honey, the, and, and the oak is what really define this, uh, scotch for me. 
and it being so accessible without the smokiness would allow me to show somebody what an oak flavor in a scotch tastes like. And I think that it is actually has a ton of utility to it. Um, so it's a good drinking whiskey or drinking scotch. And I think honestly it would probably be best served for cocktails because you would want to use it with other things to kind of beef it up. I wouldn't want to just sit there and sip this because I'd be drinking a lot of volume of it. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of where I'll I'll stop. I know that makes sense. Sounds like a pretty good scotch. It does sound good. For it a sounds beginner, like for one sure. that I would you know if I if I venture back over to San Diego, which might happen in a couple months. Ooh, let's pop the top. Um, <laughs> so we got the Woot, the Stone Brewery's Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. Yeah, um, and. I will personally just say that as over time, you know, I think that it opening up, cooling down on the temperature or I guess warming up on the temperature a little bit, it really, for me, pushed the aggressiveness of the alcohol and like like what we were talking about, the syrupiness of it. It really pushed that down from like a, an 11 to an 8, okay. you know, and I think um, it made it a lot more drinkable. I wouldn't say it's an accessible beer. It's not like a, a beer that I would give a first-time beer drinker and be like, oh, this is what beer's like. Um, that being said, I think it's very sweet. Um, I think that it's definitely got a robustness of like the malty, toffee kind of typical stuff that you get from a stout. I don't think it really stands out in any like super specific flavor profile. Like it, like it's basically just what I would have expected almost. Um, but that doesn't like take away from it being a solid beer. It has like enough complexity, but it's not overly complex and it gives you a lot of alcohol, but as it warms up, I can drink it. So it's quite good. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's, quite good. It's a lot better than when it started off with. I think I disagree as far as the alcohol content. Really? Um, You still got it? Like, I feel like at the beginning, I wasn't feeling it as much as I am now. Like, I feel like it has way more heat now than it did before. Okay. And before, I almost felt the alcohol almost in my stomach only after I drank it. Hmm. Right? Because it was covered by that sweetness and that syrupiness. But that sweetness goes down a little bit. That syrupiness goes away quite a bit. Um, It's more like coffee near the... As far as warming up, it feels more like coffee as opposed to chocolate. Like, less syrupy and a little bit more of like, just like a more robust thickness to it. More like nutty. As well, when I think all these flavors, I think, are what it's supposed to actually be, while I may have gotten a misinterpretation of it at the beginning. So I like it a lot more now than I did at the beginning. Nice. Yeah, also enjoy. I'm also just going to cap it off real quick, Chase, by saying that I think next week we're going to do a Southern Star Brewing Company's Blood Belt Ale. There you go. So that's what we're going to review. That's the one that you can, yeah. There we go. A little bit of a preemptive strike on that one. If you want to anticipate and drink along with us, go ahead and do it. Absolutely. You can pick it up. Just... Uh, just a quick question on the review that you guys are given for the for the beer. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's a it's a wheat beer, right? Right. It is do a you, yeah wheat, wheat stout. Get, do you get wheat characteristics? Does it taste kind of like a Belgium anywhere in there? Is it yeasty or anything like that? Like, is there a bread sensation? I guess maybe bread. Bread maybe, but, but the I mean, sweetness. It's sweet. I mean, it, it, stouts are sweet. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like some kinds of stouts are sweet. Stouts like this would be sweet. I think it's like hard to because when I like honestly when I think of a lot of the wheat stuff that I have, I always get like a bubble gummy sweet sense um, or banana-y. Um, and yeah, I don't really get that type of 
sweetness as right. much. It's 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 more just layered like toffee chocolatey kind of thing for me for this one. But yeah, I don't know. You could feel free to disagree, Max. I won't, <laughs> but not because I don't. Wager your point, to. Max. <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep this one to myself, and I'm gonna agree with you on that okay, one. Okay, good. Uh, no, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think like if there is a sweetness from the wheat, it's kind of masked from the heaviness of the stout itself and like the sweetness that you would expect from having like a chocolatey stout. Yeah, so it's, I think it's, it's hard to really have wheat characteristics come through when you have a thick alcoholic stout. That breadiness might be like, like I was describing it as nuttiness before, but that might be also the breadiness of the beer as well, yeah. which is what I might be identifying with. But yeah, hopefully not nuttiness in your case. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, all right. Well, guys, it's been another soda. It's pretty good. That was episode number 167. Man, We're 200 will be here, here yeah. in no time. Yeah. You know? Probably already there, technically. Yeah, probably, honestly, at this point. Uh, but if you want to follow us, maybe after the show, maybe you can't get enough. You're like, man, I've listened to all 50 hours probably of podcasts that we have out right now, but I just can't. I'm just jonesing. These guys are yeah. enveloping my mind. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead, go to Twitter, okay? You can follow the show, at Witty Banter Show. You can follow me, at Probably Max. You can follow Chase, at Bodacious Chase. Can't follow Hunter. I mean, you could if you tried real hard. That's just a little tidbit I'm throwing out the information. It'd be like following a, uh, a rock. <laughs> yeah, like, still here. And you can leave, and you can come back, and the rock would still be in that spot. Same, no changes. Um, but that's okay because you can always go to uh, his YouTube channel at Crypto Diesel, of course. Uh, he says he's got something really big planned for I all the subscribers. Do. I'm, I'm planning okay. on trying to put out a couple videos, <laughs> okay, you good. fucks. Good. I, I'm trying to promote you. <laughs> good. And help you out here. What uh, if you know you're not into like the whole mainstream social sites? You're like Suits. YouTube. That's so. I remember 2009, mm. Twitter, cool. I don't really do that shit anymore. Go just straight to the source, man. Cut out the middleman. Go to wittybantershow.com. You can submit emails there. You can submit beer suggestions Apparently there. you can submit games. You can submit games there if you want. You can <laughs> submit anything you want there, and we'll read it on the show. Anything, for the most part. Please no slurs or anything horrible like yeah. that. <laughs> we will not read those. And yeah, you will be banned from the site, honestly. Yeah, we'd ban uh, ourselves. But we do appreciate you coming to the site, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, boys... Let's go ahead and uh, head on out of here. It's been a great one. Yeah. Adios.